Dana Gould described hugging Dick Clark as like touching a sweater full of light bulbs. Well, that's how I describe hugging every type of dick, regardless of the name. That's just how you hug dicks. Like a whole bunch of light bulbs. You don't want to crush it. You don't want to crush the dick. Good advice, listeners. Don't crush that dick. But do smash that like. And subscribe. Okay, how do we start this? <laughs> uh, you are listening to Boohaha, a mostly sometimes bi-weekly, sometimes monthly, it happens when it happens, podcast that is ostensibly about ghosts, but more often than not about tangents and ex-presidents. And birds and skin suits. Increasingly about various animals and skin suits. If we're not touching on, you know, at least one celebrity who may or may not be a series of herons in a bag, we're not doing it right, I don't think. If you're not touching it, you're not doing it right, because that's what I just heard. <laughs> if you're not touching Willem Dafoe, who is, as we have discussed, a man made of birds, <laughs> that has to stay in the show now because we've talked Damn about it. it. Oh, okay, creative editing, do your thing. To see a bunch of birds in a human suit. I'm just trying to because it would look like a person who just like just pokey at random intervals, like they weren't quite rendered properly. Is what I'm just beaks coming out. That's how I picture William Defoe, <laughs> just like very pointy, like a bunch of birds in a human suit. That's who not did... what he is, right? That's the ticket. Every week-ish, I gather my nearest and dearest to the campfire that I build in my living room and regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. And bargains. <laughs> and bargains. Please buy my stuff. <laughs> uh, this week, my guest is the hilarious Cat Buckley. Hello. Welcome. Your dog is licking me and it's kind of pleasant. She does that. She's very like, uh, she just wants some contact. Don't we all? Yeah, yeah. She also wants salt. Well, you know, I am very sweaty. <laughs> this is in a bizarre turn of fall Portland fuck you weather. Uh, it's warm now. I know. I thought I could hide the fact that I haven't shaved for six months, but not today, Satan. <laughs> Damn armpits are out. It's just Portland's vindictive sky gods being like, oh, you got out the rain boots? <laughs> Have fun tripping on your own sweat. <laughs> Athlete's foot, here you come. If she's... Sorry, I got distracted because your your lovely dog is taking it to second base. No, fun. You're being yeah. a little bit intrusive. Also, Oral is my second base. <laughs> You're from Florida. Damn straight. <laughs> seven two seven. We have to announce our area codes or they kick us out. It's a state that can't afford to beat around the bush because the bush is filled with alligators. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in school, they legitimately teach you how to run away from alligators, and that actually came in handy once for me. All right, now we're going to have to pause this whole ghost bullshit. Um, <laughs> in what way is running away from an alligator different from running away from, let's say, a peacock? Oh, wait, you legitimately don't know? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so I thought 
everyone knew this um again that's my florida speaking but you can if you get encountered by an alligator you run in a zigzag because they cannot do that because they have such tiny little legs and so it will take them longer to follow you because they're also very dumb and they won't just continue running in a straight line so they will like continuously track your vector yes so, they're like a pac-man ghost for us for a second, I was going to make the joke that like, is it like running away from bullets or somebody who's shooting at you where you're supposed to run in a zigzag? Turns out it's true. Damn um, straight. Florida. Florida. Well, okay, and second point, when you said that came in handy. Okay, so in addition to the fact that in my neighborhood, there was a community college that had a retention pond that had alligators. So like they were just a part of my daily life. There was also- What like, hell is this? A very sweaty muggy hell, that's why I moved here. But there was also <laughs> like how we have, you know, Washougal River and like these water ponds. We would have Ginny Springs, which would be these uh, freshwater springs that you'd go swimming. And one time I was drunk and stoned while being 16, as you do. Sure. And I got out of the water and there was an alligator like in the little marsh area between where the sun, the, the sand and the water is. And I stepped on it as you do. Cause I didn't, I stepped right on its fucking head. They look like the ground. Exactly. They're dirt colored. Yeah. That's, that's part of why they're so successful. And they're very pointy. That's the thing you don't realize is that they are so goddamn pointy. So I stepped on the alligator and like it hurt because it's got spikes on its uh -huh. head. And then I probably didn't actually need to do this, but then I screamed and just started running in a zigzag line. <laughs> and none of my friends knew what was going on. Cause I wasn't like, Hey, I got, you know, stepped on an alligator. I just went, ah! and started running out of the water. They're like, oh, cat's having an aneurysm of some kind. As she does. <laughs> I find it interesting that alligators are the Legos of the animal world. <laughs> you can stack them together and then put a little capybara on top. Ah, do alligators chill with a capybara? Because I know that like most animals chill with a capybara. I think everyone chills with a capybara. I think the capybara is like the animal that always has weed at the party. Like you're safe there and they got you. They do always look very chill. That's fine, man. That's cool. I got you. You want to spark this J with me? I'll be outside. <laughs> <laughs> Just basking in the pool with my gator friends. <laughs> I want to see a capybara in like little swim floaties. Because I have a feeling they can't swim. It seems like flotation would be their only hope. Mm -hmm. I don't, I can't see those little rat hands doing any effective swimming. You're our only hope, swim floaties. Okay, so ghost, right? <laughs> we, we've covered all okay. of Disney's Animal Kingdom. We got, and then we got to Star Wars. Uh, perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a bro comic. Like, can't you tell? Raise a Mary Sue. <laughs> no, don't do Mary Sues. They're self inserts. <laughs> if you're lucky. Ayo. Gross. I hate myself now. Um, I'm gonna give her a treat to chew on so she stops bugging you for a little while. All right, dog has been pacified. That's not a euphemism for euthanasia. Uh, <laughs> Why would you use that word? <laughs> Each week I kill an animal and then we talk about ghosts. Let's go. <laughs> so you just want to have like 101 Dalmatian ghosts? Look, that, I, I don't want to be on the wrong side of history though. That would have been a pretty, pretty sick coat. It'd be a dope coat. Yeah. Have you ever felt a Dalmatian? Real soft. No, they're smart, so they won't let me touch them. <laughs> they're very intelligent animals, and they know what I have in my heart. 
Did you see again? Okay, last tangent. I promise that we're talking about ghosts. They're making a Corella Deville movie. Is there a best Franco? It's kind of like a bag of stale chips. Like you just don't have to keep eating. You can stop. But America wants to. And America very does much like a bag of stale chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Well, speaking of bags of stale chips, tell me about your relationship with the supernatural. Oh, I thought you were just going to say, tell me about your relationships, (laughs) which is in fact like a bag of stale chips. (laughs) All the gas is gone and it doesn't smell as good as it used to. But they're still covered in flavor powder. Ayo, and very salty. (laughs) Oh, I'm really good at segues. Um, (laughs) Good at derailing conversations. Then this is the podcast for you. That's uh, that's what we're. That is very much what we're here for. Um, um, what is my opinion on the supernatural or yeah. ghosts or uh, like uh, yeah? What's your uh, where do you stand on ghosts and spooks? Real BS hokum. I I have an interesting perspective on it that we'll get into later. Um, but I do not believe in the supernatural. But I grew up around a bunch of people who did. Okay. And I I know this is going to sound like a joke, but it's also the truth is that I don't believe in the concept of ghosts because I don't believe in the concept of unfinished business. Like that, Fair. that can't be what makes ghosts because like I know me and I know everyone else that I've ever met. And it's like, I didn't do that shit when I was alive. You can't make <laughs> me do it now. <laughs> so if like the his, like if ghosts hinge on that, that can't be true. That can't be a thing. I'm sorry. None of us are going to finish our shit. Is this why there aren't ghosts from the modern era? Yes. Like- oh my God. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I can append my belief and say that I totally, I do kind of believe in 1800s ghosts because they were more like not motivated, but they had wherewithal. There was, and there was less to fill the time. I mean, you just had to sit around waiting for the Pony Express and thinking about vendettas. <laughs> yeah, so their unfinished business would be like, I gotta mail my aunt this letter, but I'm dead. <laughs> and so you spent like a hundred years convincing someone to do that for you. Whereas now I feel like if I was a 2019 ghost, my unfinished business would be like, I need to solve who I am as a person and also fix climate change. That's my unfinished business. I, my, I think mine would just, it would be a great episode of Ghost Adventures or whatever because they're like, the ghost just keeps asking for like an exercise bike. Like, I don't know. He just, <laughs> yes. just keeps wanting to go to the gym. I, <laughs> Your unfinished business is to go to the gym more, which you are <laughs> never going to do. <laughs> Like you ask for a gym bike, but only half-heartedly, like underneath it, you write in the mirror, you know, some nacho cheese would be chill too. Can you go to the farmer's market? It's better there. Prop open all these books that I meant to read, (laughs) but also like open up YouTube and just set it to autoplay. It can be both. (laughs) Why not both? (laughs) Oh, so, okay. So not... Not necessarily a believer in ghosts, at the very least, not like modern ghosts. Yes, I now officially only believe in ghosts and petticoats. <laughs> that is my line. I think that it's an interesting question because you you don't necessarily get a lot of modern ghosts except for like, I don't know what. Is this a show on ABC Family, Modern Ghosts? 
<laughs> yeah, it's what happens after the last episode of Modern Family where they all kill themselves. <laughs> oh, God, I'd watch it so bad. <laughs> it's, and I don't watch Modern Family. It's just, it's the exact same show, but everyone is just slightly transparent. They all have the Casper filter. <laughs> Yeah, Modern Family ended in like a massive murder-suicide thing, right? Was that how? Spoilers. Some uh, of us aren't caught up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Big Bang Theory ends with Sheldon eating them all. Okay, now that's true, though. <laughs> like, everything else was a joke, but uh, the Big Bang Theory gets very into vor. You know, as Sheldon explores his sexuality, how limited it may be. Yeah, he really uh, he really takes an Ed Gein turn towards the end there. Bazinga. <laughs> Oh, boy. Any other spooky beliefs? I mean, if not ghosts, uh, cryptozoological phenomena, aliens, spookiness, witches, witchcraft. I mean, I'm really into space, but Mm -hmm. that's not funny. I'm into space because of the horror of it. Fair. I mean... You mean like in kind of like Lovecrafty and like Demons from the Deep or... No, just because like... Growing up in Florida, I I guess we're going to talk about my family a lot, but I had an uncle that worked for NASA, oh. and which is great, and he let us see a couple of the space launches at Cape Canaveral. So I had an interest in it, and I would do a lot of reading, and I'd realize how big and empty and vast and terrifying and infinite space is, and how like we still don't know what happens to black holes. My personal theory is it just compresses all matter and then you die. And see, that's the terrifying part of space. And it's so cold. It's cold enough to make you break your arm off. Like, I love it, but no one else does. It's cold. Yeah, cold enough to make your blood boil. So it's more of an existential terror. It's so big. It's too big. There has to be aliens, too. That's the thing is that I consider myself very intelligent, but I also definitely believe in aliens because I space is so big. It's it's one of those... just like statistically, it's like, yeah, they got to be out there. We have only been able to explore our galaxy and like just barely touch on the contents of other galaxies. And there's like hundreds of them. Hundreds. Like Spaces. I cannot overemphasize how big space is, you guys. It's wild. If this week's episode of this rambling ghost podcast has anything for you to take away, it's that space is very big. So big. It, like, you're not wrong, though. Um, that's a smart sentence that I just said. <laughs> I am not wrong. <laughs> we, we were uh, we were camping this last weekend, uh, but we were on top of a cliff, and I have never seen that many stars in my life, and it was terrifying. I get that. It, th- there's too much of it mm. out there. I... Boo. I used to count the stars and I would stop when I get to 100 because like you go to the beach and there'd be less lights. Mm -hmm. I never got into constellations though because I could never concentrate too long. Yeah, and they don't look good. It's like, it'd it'd be like getting really into like light bright. I don't know. It feels like reading Infinite Jest and like saying you understand what you're reading, but you don't. Like you're just picking out shapes and deciding what like, they are. Sorry, that was a long walk for a joke. I was trying to figure out the concept. No, you're not wrong though. That's 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 part that's part of this for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's like if you're gonna have a constellation that's a crab, you need more than four points. I'm it needs sorry, to look like, like a crab. It's oh, you mean the square? Yeah, right. Old boxy up there. I like that the Orion big is moving. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the Big Dipper is like a ladle, but I want it to look like a little a dipping thing of honey mustard. Like that's my <laughs> constellation. Is they need to be relevant to my life. Oh, you mean the tiny ramekin? <laughs> 
I want someone to ghost me as a constellation. That's what I'll look for in the sky. <laughs> that, okay. Speaking of ghosty constellations, how great would it be to see one of the stars go away? Like what, does it, that, functionally that must happen. Stars die. Yeah. Uh, are there any slated for disappearance? I want to know. We have a couple before the sun. Okay, I have a very, very limited knowledge because I will Google things when I'm stoned, so I won't remember the details. <laughs> I got bullet points. Yeah, exactly. So we do have some stars that are about to explode. And to my knowledge, they can either form a black hole or they can form a white dwarf, which is like the start of a new star. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of interesting that they have reincarnation, but we may or may not. Yeah. And if you want to get really esoteric about it, like the ones that are big enough to go supernova and spew their contents everywhere, then they become us. Oh, we're stardust. You know, I, I, it's weird that nobody has ever expressed that sentiment before. <laughs> we're the first. <laughs> Nor the first. Put it in an Etsy store. We're the first. Carl Saggy? Who? What? <laughs> Bill Nye? I couldn't even fuck his name up. I respect him too much. It's my favorite British character actor. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Uh, okay, so that's uh, that's a, a weirdly thorough roundup of beliefs in the supernatural. Um, we covered everything. <laughs> yeah, just a, just about. We got there. So normally we wrangle ghost stories from the guest's hometown, but seeing as how we had a another Floridian on the podcast last week. And we're starting to come up to Halloween. <laughs> spooky. It's That's my spooky voice. <laughs> it's the least, the least scary voice. <laughs> spooky thing. <laughs> Can you imagine a ghost that came up to you and was like, Hello, Avalon. I'm dead. <laughs> Can you help me solve climate change? I need to mail a letter. <laughs> that being the case... <laughs> I, We're gonna make great ghosts one day. <laughs> just, just like I, I will make a point of appearing only as floating nipples. <laughs> yes, you mean we can control what shows? I would imagine, right? <sighs> it, if anything, I would think it would be easier to just be nipples. Can I just be feet prints so I can ruin everyone's like clean wash floors, but they don't know what's going on? I mean, you say just feet prints, but you're also manifesting dirt at that point. No, I just want to be feet. Oh, yeah. See, you got, otherwise you'd be, it's like, oh boy, so clean on these floors. I'm going to live in houses where no one cleans. (laughs) (laughs) Just like trace your fingers along the wall. (laughs) Right, wash me. You're doing that thing where you're like really judgmentally like swiping your finger across the mantelpiece. Like, "Mm, so dusty. Mm." I want to be a passive-aggressive ghost. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Tangent. Stories. <laughs> um, yeah, so because we have had kind of an overdose of Floridian ghosts and we can only talk about meth apes for, for so long, uh, I have decided to kick off the month of October with Boo-ha-ha, Spooky Campfire Ooh. Edition. <laughs> I'm going to put some reverb on that. It's going to sound really spooky. Yes. So this week we have taken a couple of choice tales from a book very creatively titled Spooky Campfire Tales. You know, that was from someone who really wanted to cash in on the spooky stories to tell in the darks theme. (laughs) Based on the pixelation of the cover image, you are are not wrong. Um, It's really... Some high-quality clip art over here. Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> um, this is by 
S.E. Schlosser and illustrated by Paul G. Hoffman. Neither of those people are real. Well, and interestingly, we so the cover is incredibly shitty and pixelated, but the actual book itself has some fairly solid illustrations. So yeah. yeah, it's I'll throw up an image of this on a Twitter or something. Buy it for a kid you only kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> if you go to your local bookstore... 25 years ago when it existed uh, and you can't find scary stories to tell in the dark, get Spooky Campfire Tales by S.E. Schlosser. Not a real person. Sheshi Schlosser. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sheshi Schlosser. <laughs> I like Spooky Campfire Tales. <laughs> I assume that his teeth came out. Yeah, me find my dangers. And I'm laughing so hard I'm crying. I really, I try to make this podcast as spooky as possible, but I just can't. We got so many goofs. Uh, We're a goof troop. <laughs> I will see myself out of this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> well, speaking of goofs, here are the ghosts. Goofs and ghosts. Spooks, here are the spoofs. I don't, whatever. <laughs> I'm just going to edit in that like blooper noise. Bazinga. The stories that I've rounded up for you to choose from, we have ghost handprints. Very similar to what we were just discussing. <laughs> um, and in honor of, of your home state, Dismal Swamp. I thought you were going to say Disney Swamp. <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah, we're going to watch, uh, we're just going to watch a documentary about Disney World. It's when Banksy went to Disney. Is that the only time in American history where somebody has successfully drained a swamp? Well, he did throw a fake plastic body in it. Because Banksy being Banksy. Good, good for that guy. Or team of people. Anyways. Yes. <laughs> Shakespeare of the 21st century. Or Rihanna. Century. My personal theory is that Banksy is Rihanna. I would love nothing more. I know. Unless like, I don't know, like Ed Asner or something. Or like Conan O'Brien. Like just really something out of left field. You mean Conan O'Brien's assistant. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that, guy. that fucker doesn't do anything anymore. <laughs> Make my hair taller. <laughs> Ride my hair like a wave. Just drive a car in there. <laughs> uh, the next story we have is Bloody Bones. Then we also have The Hook. Really? That Okay, that has to be the one story we all know, and right? On on the list of spooky stories, the hook is right up there with like the call is coming from inside the house. It's a good trope. It's, you know, it's it's weird to hear that that's written down though. Like that's a story that like you should never write down. You tell that to Shashi Schlosser. Shashi Schlosser. Shashi Schlosser. Shashi Super Pants. Shashi Super Pants. And the final selection we have is Talipo. <laughs> that one. <laughs> I do not. Okay, I cannot remember the others, but I 100% know they're not going to be as good as Talipo by Shashi Shashashin. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he calls his penis. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to choke on Shashi Shashashin's penis. <laughs> You can't. It's so soupy. <laughs> Slurp, sir. <laughs> Gobble my knob. This episode is unusable. 
I'm sorry. Uh, I keep I, calling it now. <laughs> I edit judiciously. Don't worry. Now, just, 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 no, now, just, 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 now, just so you know, I'm going to spell Talipo for you. It's T-A-I-L-Y-P-O. No. Not that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> I still want to hear the story, but I feel like if you said that on like Wheel of Fortune and you asked those letters, they would make you leave because you're obviously drunk. <laughs> It's like it's like when you're getting a vanity plate and you're like sneaking by a dirty word. Yes. I'll take Taily Poe. It's your a new start. Ah. Okay, but we're definitely doing that one because I need to know what okay. that is. You gotta know you gotta know the Taily Poe. I gotta know what the Taily Poe is. Is it like the tip of the dick or is it the balls? You know, what parts what part of the sexual genitalia is the Taily Poe? Oh, it turns out it's just what they call the taint in the South. <laughs> There we go. I was thinking it'd be the actual hook. <laughs> Wait, penises don't have hooks. <laughs> You're not buying the right sex toys. <laughs> oh, I see. There we go. <laughs> Talipo. Way back in the woods of Tennessee, I'm going to refrain from doing either a hick accent or shashy schlasherman's voice. <laughs> you do what your heart says to do. Way back in the woods of Tennessee <laughs> lived an old man and his street dog. <laughs> Nope, nope, don't listen to your heart. I mean, that was correct, and you were doing the right thing. That was very good. <laughs> but I don't want to kill your entire audience. I understand. This is what I did was wrong. Um, look out for this week's bonus episode where I cosplay as Shashi Slashamersh. I can't tangent, but I want to so bad. Okay, this is already, it's going places. Way back in the woods of Tennessee lived an old man and his three dogs, Uno, Eno, and Comptico Calico. <laughs> Sounds like we're setting up an Uno Dos Trace joke. <laughs> <laughs> mm, you would think, but uh, I maybe that says something about uh, the intellectual wherewithal of people who live in the backwoods of Tennessee. Who knows? Comptico Calico. Is that that sounds like a racist term that like Andrew Jackson would have used? I do want to name a cat though that like Comtico. If Cumptico. I had a calico cat, I'd name yeah. it Comtico. Come to go, calico. Come to go. <laughs> though my cat would always be going, like it wouldn't understand what I meant. <laughs> they lived in a small cabin with only one room. This room was their parlor and their bedroom and their kitchen and their sitting room. It had one giant fireplace where the old man cooked supper for himself and his dogs every night. Oh. Dogs get food, too. One night, while the dogs were snoozing by the fire and the old man was washing up after his supper, a very curious creature crept through a crack between the logs of his cabin. The old man stopped washing his plate and stared at the creature. It had a rather round body and the longest tail you ever did see. Okay. As soon as the old man saw that varmint invading his cozy cabin, he grabbed his hatchet. Thwack! Cut off its tail. Sorry, I just want to say that this the story is setting up so many alliterations that when it when it doesn't do one, I'm actually kind of offended. It's frustrating when you see shashy sloshers <laughs> yeah. cue it up and then knock it right down. Like cozy cabin, like there's there's so many mm-hmm. one twos. That's he's subverting your expectations. God damn it. Give this man an Emmy. <laughs> the creature gave a startled squeak and raced back through the crack in the logs. Beside the fire, the dogs grumbled a bit and rolled over, ignoring the whole thing. The old man picked up the very long tail. There's some good meat on that tail. 
Oh my god, it's like someone read The Raven and thought it was too action-packed. <laughs> Why doesn't that guy eat that bird? Why is everything happening so quickly? I'm they're they're teeing up so much and they're like we got I mean we got we got more to go, so I don't know what it's gonna be a lot of filler here is what I'm seeing. So he picks up the tail and he roasted it over the fire. Come to Cocalico. <laughs> If I say that again, like Beetlejuice is going to appear. Yeah, right? The cat's going to appear. Oh. I know. <laughs> she woke up when she smelled the tail cooking and begged for a bite. But yes. after the old man had his first taste, he couldn't bear to part with a single mouthful. What? What is this story? It's a delicious tail. Oh, fuck you. You know when, <laughs> you know when something that is described as being very similar to a rat comes out of your wall, so you cut off part of its body and eat it immediately. I was thinking of like a lizard, like how their tails come off really easy. Oh, yeah. You know, like how you just like, that happens and you pop it in your mouth like candy. You know how we all do? (laughs) This feels like someone was like trying to write a horror story, but they knew all the other horror stories, so they were like, okay, I have to be original. I can't, I can't do the hook. Everyone knows the hook. Guess I'm hungry for tales. Uh, I'll write about that. There we go. (laughs) Write what you know. Go on. The old man was tired after eating all that tail. Um, It was a very successful Tinder date. (laughs) He ate so much tail. Also, good on him for eating tail. A lot of people won't. Yeah. Good for good for this old old hillbilly. It's always the old dudes though. I'll say that. Like they're the ones that really want to. I can't gnaw. get it up. Let me go down on you. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me gnaw on it. Take out my teeth. <laughs> God. You know it'd be better though. Shashy Slosherman's gonna give you the gums. <laughs> I didn't think I'd leave this podcast wanting Slashy Slosherman to eat me out, but now here I am. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> no, really, here I am, Slashy. Take me. <laughs> so Slashy Slosherman fucks. That's what we've established. Slashy fucks. <laughs> so the old man is tired. So he finished washing up and went to bed. He hadn't been sleeping too long when a thumping noise awoke him. It sounded like an animal was climbing up the side of the cabin. He heard a scratch, scratch, scratching noise, like the claws of a cat. And that's when a voice rang out. Taily po, taily po, all I want's my taily po. This is like the shitty version of the raven. <laughs> oh my god, that was a joke, but I think I'm right. <laughs> you, mm, no spoilers, but you may have hit the, you may have pinned the taily po on the hick. <laughs> there we go, the haley toe on the hick dick. We're having strokes now. We are. I'm going to have an aneurysm. (laughs) The old man sat bolt upright in bed and he called to his dogs, Hut, hut, hut. Which was not their names. Fawn did look at you, though, (laughs) when you did that. Oh, that works. Hut, hut. She's just smiling. like She's like, I'm just happy to be here. (laughs) I'm just happy to be included in things. So he calls out, Hut, 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 like they did when they were out hunting. Uno and Eno jumped up immediately and began barking like mad. Come to go, Calico got up slowly and stretched. She was still mad at the old man for not giving her a bite of the tail. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a porn. Someone had to make PG. 
<laughs> but the skeleton of the porn still remains, just like the skeleton of the taily post still remains in that old man's belly. <laughs> when you say the skeleton of the porn, I'm just picturing like like an animate skeleton on the set of a porn. <laughs> just <laughs> clicking and clacking away. That's their HR rep. So the dog is apparently passive aggressively not getting up. Yeah, I, I've lost track of the plot. Okay, so the dude ate the tail and fell asleep. Yep. And now the tail is, or the I'm going to call it a lizard. The lizard is talking to him like the raven, and his dog that has a calico name yes. is asleep. Yeah, also. Has begrudgingly woken up. Begrudgingly woken up. So yes, the, the other two dogs, Uno and Eno, bolted upright immediately, but come to go calico. Was a dick. Was a dick. It was like, I wanted to eat that tail. The old man sent the dogs outside, heard them trying to climb up the cabin walls after the creature. It gave a squeal and he heard a thump as it jumped to the ground and raced away, dogs chasing after it around the back of the cabin and deep into the woods. Much later, he heard the dogs return and lay down under the lean-to attached to the cabin. Good architecture. Right. The old man relaxed then and went back to sleep. About midnight, he woke up again, his heart pounding madly. He could hear something scratch, scratch, scratch right above the cabin door. Oh my god, it's a raven. Taily po, taily po, all I want's my taily po. The voice was chanting rhythmically against the steady scratch, scratch, scratch at the top of the door. Oh, he should give him a dollar. It's a good song you got there. Yeah, love them street performers. Let me eat some more of your legs. <laughs> The old man jumped up, yelling, hut, 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 to his dogs. He started barking wildly, and he heard them race around the corner of the house from the lean-to. He saw them catch up with a shadowy something at the gate. Page turn. In front of the cabin. The dogs almost tore the fence down, trying to get at it. Finally, Comtico Calico leapt over... The true protagonist of our story is Quantico Calico. <laughs> now I like that now it's Quantico Calico. <laughs> yeah, I can't say the first name. It's Comptico. It's like really, I, I don't even know. Like, oh, I couldn't quite figure out what you were saying. <laughs> Understandable because it's not a word. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, so Quantico Calico. Quantico it is. Calico. <laughs> uh, Quantico Calico leapt onto a stump and over the fence. Uno and Eno. Uno and Eno on her heels. This is like it's like no, it's reverse four. Unique, <laughs> unique, unique New York. Unique New York. Like I feel like red, this yellow, is, leather, yellow. <laughs> Nope, fuck. Red leather, yellow leather. That's the one. There we go. Yeah, this this story's really stretching out the old taily po. (laughs) It's my new vocal warm-up. It's taily po. Taily po calico. Taily po calico. Calico taily po. So the dogs chased the creature all the way down into the swamp. The old man sat up for a while, listening for the dogs to return. And at about three in the morning, he finally fell asleep again. Toward daybreak, but while it was still dark... So like four at night. I yeah. mean, like it's after midnight. Just say that it's after midnight. I don't. <sighs> I guess he didn't have a clock. It's fine. He's poor. Um, and in the past, <laughs> like he's one of those eighteen hundred ghosts. <laughs> it's still dark. He was wakened again by the sound of a voice coming from the direction of the swamp. You know, I know. All I want's my taily po. There's more. He's getting a little bit more verbose. The old man broke out in a cold sweat and yelled, hut, hut, hut for his dogs. But the dogs didn't answer. 
Well, you know, they just never made college football. No. Like, they they kept chasing their tails instead of chasing the ball. They just hit their heads too many times. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> the dogs were all concussed. Oh. And then hung out to dry by a system that exploited them. Um, this is a sad podcast. <laughs> right? A scary one. <laughs> scary and depressing. Bwaha. Uh, he got out of bed and barricaded the door. Then he hid under the covers and tried to sleep. When it was light, he was going to take his hatchet and gun to go find his dogs. Oh, they're dead. Definitely dead. <laughs> Those are some dead dogs. Like, mm. Just before morning, the old man wakened from a fitful doze. He's still going back to sleep. How do you sleep when your dogs are dead? My three dogs are dead and a weird creature that I ate some of can talk and is coming to get me. Mm, sleepy. So sleepy. I guess like moonshine was better back then, you know? Like for me, it takes a couple couple moonshine hits, but for him, he's right out. Just rolling through the white lightning, just like the still might be indoors, so he's just inhaling the fumes. He was awakened from a fitful doze by a thumping sound right in the cabin. Something was climbing over the covers at the foot of his bed. He peered over the covers and saw two pointed ears. He could hear a scratch, scratch, scratch as the creature climbed up onto the bed. And in a moment, he was looking into two big, round, fiery eyes. The old man wanted to shout for his dogs, but he couldn't make his voice work. He just shivered as the creature crept up the bed towards him. It was large and heavy. He could feel its sharp claws pricking him as it walked up his body. And when it reached his face, it bent towards him and said in a low voice, Taily po, taily po, all I want's my taily po. We get it. I ain't got your taily po! The old man yelled. So, again, taking notes. Okay, so am I not supposed to realize that he's talking about his tail? I feel like I'm missing whatever the big reveal I think, is. I think that's the the gist of it is that, yes, we are supposed to not put together that the old man ate something's tail and now something is asking for taily po. Okay, six-year-olds are not this dumb. You would you would think. You would think not. Not but this generation. You tell that to Shavvy Schlosserberg. <laughs> Schlashy Schlosserman thought kids were stupid. These little ingrates These don't know what's good for them. Little dumbasses. Hey, never eaten a demon tail. <laughs> so the old man found his voice and yelled, I ain't got your taily po. And the creature said, yes, you do. And it grabbed the old man in its claws and tore him to pieces. <laughs> but that would tear the tail. I assume he just wants it back, like for... I guess it's like when you're opening a present, like you know there's a wrapping paper and then there's the insides that you're not going to mess with. Yeah. Maybe. You're just keeping the stomach intact. But he has to have chewed. Yeah. And he cooked it. Like he's not sucking that tail dick down, you, you... know? Can you imagine it's just like going all the way down? <laughs> the longest of noodles. Do you think the creature just wants it back so he can get into heaven after he dies? Do you think the creature's just lonely? Yes. That's... He's just, he just wants to make a friend, but he doesn't know how because he keeps eviscerating them. <laughs> he just keeps giving himself away to people like, here's my tail. Are we friends now? Why aren't you paying attention to me? You invited everyone else to your party, but I give you a tail. It's like that sad kid who like brings like an elaborate model rocket. Yeah. And then the other kids play with it and break it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I wanted to show you so you like it and me. Oh, I'm already... Is this, is, are we done? Are we sad enough yet? The next day, a trapper came across the old man's dogs wandering aimlessly on this other side of the swamp. They survived. Happy ending. 
Wait, the dogs? Yeah. Good. Apparently they were just out in the swamp. Oh my gosh. Probably eating some Taily Poe, having a good day. That's what I'm going to call getting laid now is eating some Taily Poe. Like that's what I'm taking away from this podcast. Uh, <clears throat> when the trapper brought the dogs back to the cabin, he found the old man dead. All that remained were a few scraps of clothing and some grisly bones. As the trapper buried the old man, he heard a faint chuckling sound coming from the swamp, and a voice seemed to say, Now I got my taily-po. When they heard the voice, the dogs turned tail and ran for their lives. There's nothing left of that old cabin now except for that stone chimney. And folks who live nearby don't go there at night. Because when the moon's shining brightly and the wind's blowing across the swamp, sometimes you can heel steer, you can still hear a voice saying, Taily Poe. Oh, he's like an ex that can't let someone go. It's like, dude, you got your tail back. Why are you still uh, checking their Facebook? I mean, I would assume it's because like his, he got his tail back, but it's in the form of partially digested flesh. Yeah, so did he eat his own tail back? To become his tail? Yeah, exactly, because that's the only way to consume it. <laughs> I think, is it is it in Judaism that, or is it like old Orthodox Christianity that in order to get into heaven, you have to have like all your parts? I don't know. You mentioned that earlier and I have no idea. I feel like that's a thing. It is, in fact, a thing. Thanks, future Avalon. No problem, past Avalon. So like... You know, people would like, uh, if, if they had anything removed, they would like keep it and need to be buried with it. That's kind of messed up though. Cause like, what if something was outside of your control, you know, like you were in an accident that made you lose your arm, you know, it's weird. Relig- yeah. Down with religion up with Taily Poe. I, I want to say it's Deuteronomy like twelve twenty four, maybe 24, 12, who knows? Uh, no man whose testicles are crushed or whose genitals have been cut off may enter the kingdom of heaven. So Bummer. Yeah, right? You tell Super. that to Taily Poe. <laughs> oh, Taily Poe's not getting into heaven. What if Taily Poe's code for dick? I think it is. <laughs> I think I think this is a story of someone who had a one night stand and they didn't call him back. And so he like creeped out on the house and was like, Taily Poe, text me back. I was still going slightly literal with it where I'm like, this creature shows up. And like sees the old man, he's like, look, <laughs> and he just shows off his wang. And the dude's like, yum, chops it off, eats it. Oh, okay. So we're going really literal with that. Yeah. Well, then that's a horror movie I would watch. It's not a horror movie I'd read, but I, I could, I got really into the shape of water. So I'm down with that creature dick. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to see some Taily Poe. I, oh, I hated that movie so much. Um. Because Guillermo del Toro has been given too much power. Is Just, that a bad thing? Yes, because that's how you get Crimson's Peaks. Beware of Crimson Peak. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, boy. You I don't know. Come back when... Okay, so I have homework now. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, he's got like a real polished to clean aesthetic where everything just looks kind of shiny and fake and it, it takes me out of it always well he's like hot topic disney you didn't realize that yeah and like he he was involved in the scary stories to tell in the dark thing right and the director i think managed to kind of wrangle it back to being not so del toro-y but it's it's there you can see it you can see it just rubs his dick on it 
<laughs> rubs his taily po all over it. Rubs his taily po all over it. Um, Would it be possible for me to take a break to use a bathroom? Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab another beer. Would you like one as well? Yes. Perfect. So that was ghost, I guess. No, I think that was a metaphor for dating in the modern age. <laughs> and rural Tennessee, it turns out. Um, so, uh, so Taylor Poe. Yes. Um, uh, we, uh, we, we do a, a custom rating scale on this where we, we both kind of choose a thing out of five. I'm, I'm going to give that one like two out of five definitely dead dogs. I like that. I like that. Um, I think I'm going to give that four and a half inches. You know, th- that's the size of the taily po. It's a little smaller than average, but it's mighty. Okay, so that's you. So that's that is a, a very high taily po score out of five. No, see, the rating system is out of thirteen. Oh. <laughs> like we're including the extremes of the taily po measurement scale. I see. Okay, so then then four point five inches out of 13 taily po inches it's like you know less than average but not bad but like definitely has a tinder profile that's trying too hard sure okay so that would be <laughs> wait the daily pro tinder profile is like oh have you saying my name all night must love dogs and then it's like the taily po with like a sea bass in every picture because <laughs> it's coming from the water <laughs> He's just holding up a fish. <laughs> Instead of a fish, he's just holding up his tail. What do we think the Taily Poe looks like? So, okay, there is an illustration here. Oh, good. I'm such a good guest. <laughs> and um, it's definitely not what I was picturing. I'm going with lizard. That's what I'm going to say before I see it. It's like a lizard kind of vibe. Yeah, and see, I was picturing something more along the lines of like a, a gremlin or something. Mm, like okay. Some kind of a guga. I don't know. Um is a Google like the silly putty you put on newspapers? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's a GAC product. I cannot parse what I'm looking at right now. I see a fire in the bottom left corner. I can't actually tell. Where is it? Oh, it's that. Yeah, there he is. And there's his taily po. That looks like the rat from Harry Potter. Yeah. With like a really, really long tail. It's kind of it's rat-like, but it also looks not unlizardy. I kind of like the lizard better. I think it's scarier. It's definitely scarier. I like it less because I don't like the idea of eating a lizard tail. Okay, listeners, <laughs> I want all of you to draw what you think a taily po looks like and then tag Boohaha yes, on Instagram. Please, uh, at Boohaha Pod. Uh, yes, let's get like some fan theories going. Show us your taily pose. <laughs> Hashtag show us your taily pose. All right. I want to see them pose. This, I'm just going to be inundated with like weird dick pics. Now. They're all going to be from me. <laughs> It's just going to be me. It's a series of dick pics of like googly eyes and scales painted on. Yes. So, okay, oh, that, that surrounded was... Surrounded by lizards. That was the Taily Poe. Um, I feel like I'm changed. I feel like I made the right choice with that. It's interesting that... So, also, sidebar, I was just looking at this. The book cover just says S.E. Schlosser. Schlosser? Dude's name, Shandy Schlosser. <laughs> it's actually... <laughs> I'm Shandy Schlosser. 
<laughs> That's yeah. a great drink at the bar, Ishlandy oh. Schlosser. Oh, God. It comes with a little, like, tail as a garnish from, like, a lizard. It sounds like just like a mouthful of seawater. <laughs> like, a Schlandy Schlosser is one part lemonade, one part seawater, one part disappointed uncle, and then, like, way too many caramels that have melted together. Oh, God. He was a caramel man, Sandy. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Makes it sound like that was his profession. Yeah. I was a caramel man back in the day. That's where I lost all my teeth. <laughs> Caramels were my jobs. Caramel uh, just pulls them right out. Gumming. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was something. I've heard I've heard variations of that before. Like as a kid. Just, oh, have you? Yeah, the of the Taily Poe. I remember specifically. Taily Poe, but also I remember hearing a bunch of other ones about like somebody like eats something or like finds like a, there was one in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark where somebody finds like a bone in a cemetery and takes it home and puts it in their stew. Who does that? Unclear. Absolutely unclear. Like that's. I feel like if you do that, you get the unfinished business of whatever ghost that is from. (laughs) You drink a ghost to become the goat. You become the proxy of the ghost. Well, and this brings up, it's like the second week in a row that this has been referenced, The Big Toe, which was also a scary story to tell in the dark one. Oh, I vaguely remember that. There was a kid digging in the garden and he finds a big toe. How big, you ask? Big enough for him to decide to pull it out of the ground and take it home where he shows his mother and his mother says, oh, we should cut it up and put it in the soup. And it was enough toe for two adults and a child to eat of it. I have been that poor. (laughs) I get that. (laughs) But so in both of those stories, some creature then in the night comes for them saying, I want my toe or give me my bone. And it comes. I need to know what clever thing the toe man says. Like the toe man cometh. (laughs) Enter the toe man. What I'll silly thing? Tow you away. <laughs> tow you later. And I'll see myself out again. It's just like he's a municipal employee. I'll tow your car. <laughs> what? Why is it what go away? Also, I'm just picturing like from spy kids those like thumb bodies, but it's like a toe. Oh yeah, those are troubling. Toe Wait, Was that the first spy kids? No. Yes. I don't know. I had to Google it recently to describe what I was talking about to someone who was younger than me. I remember there was Floop and then Floop. Floop's Fooglies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he turned all those scientists into like goobers. Yep. Yeah. A little goo goobers. And there was a brain. Antonio Banderas was in it. Oh, to be 2001 again. Mm, hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, as I say it, I hear it. So... I think yeah, I'm gonna say that I'm I'm underwhelmed with Taily Poe. All in I'm all. overwhelmed. Um, <laughs> I'm a changed woman. I'm inundated with Taily Poe. I'm inundated with tales. Um, so now it is it is my turn to choose one. Uh, just to reiterate, we have ghost handprints, dismal swamp. Ghost handprints still sounds like what we were talking about earlier, but it also kind of sounds like sex. I was just picturing the... Uh, like the Titanic scene? Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That is exactly what I was Every going to say. Every night yeah, it's just in the... my dreams, 
I come twice. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> Such a generous lover. How lu- how lucky is it that that boat sank? Because otherwise, can you imagine being the tycoon who gets his Model T at like Northampton or whatever? He's like, smells like pushy. <laughs> Um, so ghost handprints, dismal swamp, bloody bones. I can't get in and the hook. Wait, I can't get in or I can't get it in. (laughs) I'm sorry. This is a very dirty episode. I I misread it. Is it in? (laughs) (laughs) That's the whole time. Is it in? (laughs) It says it's a sequel to Taylor Poe. Let's see. I feel like. I mean, my temptation just right off the bat is to go with the hook. I think we have to. I think we, I I was a little curious to see how this retelling would match up with my imagination. It would be, it would be interesting because I feel like it is one of those stories that, you know, you hear like all the time. Um, Then, yeah, I think, I think we probably just gotta. We gotta do that classic hook. I think we got to do the hook. I mean, it's either that or um, never mind them watermelons. (laughs) Oh God. Which feels like it's going to be problematic. It does. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to go I think you should share an Instagram picture of the first page of the watermelon story so we can all just like Let's let's take let's take a moment to find the illustration for the watermelon story. Um cuz Taylor Poe got a lot of my like emotional time and I know the second story will as well and I don't know if I want to give it to watermelons, but I'm so curious. Oh no, Avalon's making a face, y'all. Oh wow. Okay. So there is a pot over a fire with like an angel baby inside. I was gonna say again a gremlin, but (laughs) or or a gremlin, and it is definitely being cooked. (laughs) Is this like a vor book? (laughs) Is the whole thing about sexy food time? Uh, unfold a camp chair and huddle close to the fire to listen to these 30 creepy tales of sexy edibles. Oh, no. Schlesinger was a dirty man. A dirty, dirty man. Oh, uh, well, I mean, that we're going to have to revisit that at some point, but it's not going to be now. That's your Patreon episode. <laughs> All right, story time, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 24, The Hook. The reports had been on the radio all day, though Jane hadn't paid much attention to them. Some crazy man had escaped from the state asylum. Again, really (laughs) just not burying the lead at all. No, there is no subtlety. We're in sentence two and there is a man on the loose. Insane asylum. Hook hand. Go. Jane. (laughs) Jane. Basic ass name. Oh my God, you're going to hate They were calling him the hook man. Sorry, I laughed through that take. They were calling him the Hookman. Hookman? James Hookman, my lawyer? Yes, James Hookman Esquire. Which is now how I will exclusively refer to him throughout the rest of the story, and it's all your fault. Take three. They were calling him James Hookman Esquire. (laughs) Because he had lost... I'm going to get this. Because he had lost his right arm and had it replaced... With a hook. The hook had legal papers through it. <laughs> it was one of those things that they put like receipts on. Yeah, exactly. Now, the problem with this is that when you say somebody has lost, for example, their hand, 
I picture an arm with a hook at the end of the arm. When you say that somebody has lost their arm, I picture a shoulder with a hook coming out of it. <laughs> yeah, because it does say that he lost his right arm. So, yeah, it's shoulder, then hook. Very ineffective okay, for murdering teens. The real question is, what is the size of the hook? <laughs> Because is it an arm size hook? Is it the size of a barrel of monkey arm? Like <laughs> it's multiple. It's just hooks all the way down, <laughs> and they're just interlocked. Jane, look out! He has fifteen hooks. He can throw them like ninja stars. <laughs> he just attaches one and throws them. You know, he's very efficient. He goes to make out point, which I guarantee you in this book, it is called make out point. I don't know. But like he just throws his 15 hooks at all the cars. <laughs> he's just like, it's, it's it's the shotgun. Exactly. Dating is different nowadays. It's all about numbers. It's a numbers well, game. And we don't know if it's called make out alley. It could be called buttfuck lane. We don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, just he goes up and he just like, all right, one hook per car. Time to go home. <laughs> like you're putting flyers on the cars. You know, there's a flyer attached to the end of the hook, and it's just like lawn care services. It's like, there's a hook on the door. What's it saying? The watchtower. Oh, God. We're hooking you in with our savings. Like, it's a shitty marketing thing for a completely normal company. We're hooked on customer service. This episode is unusable. So we just wrote a better story is is what happened. And I uh, still have to read the rest of it. It's a man with 15 hooks. Go on. It's like some sort of hook-based Doc Octopus. Yes. Spider-Man's going to fight him in the third act of your podcast. Yeah, it's a Professor Hooko Hooktavius. Go on. I'd watch that porn parody. <laughs> it's called playing hooky. Go on. <laughs> okay. I- Did you say Okay. No, but I did now. They called him James Hookman Esquire because he lost his right arm and had it replaced with a hook. He was a serial killer, and everyone in the region wanted or everyone in the region was warned to keep watch and report anything suspicious. But this didn't interest Jane in the slightest because she was a dumb bitch. What did Mad Men have to do with her? <laughs> She had more pressing matters on her mind, like what she should wear on her date with Matt. So less mad man and more man mad. <laughs> no, more man Matt. <laughs> After several hours of hemming and hawing, Jane shows a smashing off-the-shoulder affair in the very latest style and spent an hour curling her long, dark hair. Finally, she was ready to go, and just in time, too. She heard Matt's car pull up outside and went to meet him on the porch. Okay, is this like a mystery dream date? What the fuck? It, I, I mean, I guess it was, it's, it was a different time. You spent a lot of time curling your hair and picking an off-the-shoulder affair. Of, uh, I'm surprised this book didn't tell me how big Jane's boobs are. <laughs> like, I was waiting for, she put on her dress over her ample beep cup bosom. Small but mighty. So, I mean, they may not give us the size, but we can infer from the context of the story that it was probably the 50s, so they are torpedo-shaped. Ooh, I do like a good Madonna look. <laughs> you want to be able to poke their eyes out. If they get too handsy? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Just... 
And that way they can't really remember what you look like. So you always like glow up in their memory. <laughs> I'm like a six, but in their memory, I'm an eight. <sighs> she heard Matt's car pull up outside and went to meet him on the porch. Don't stay out past curfew. Her father warned lazily from his place in the porch swing. Stay away from buttfuck lane. <laughs> you take her to make out alley like a good man. Well, at least you don't need a uh, condom for buttfuck lane. <laughs> like Those haven't been invented yet. No, the 50s. Take your dental dam. Is that why my dad has eight siblings? <laughs> I thought you were going to say that why my dad has eights. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> but in answer to your question, yes. <laughs> no, my dad does this one thing that whenever I do a podcast, he listens to it. So I guarantee he's listening to this now. Hi, dad. Shout out to Cat's dad. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's great. He sold weed in the war. Cool. <laughs> Hey, Cat's dad, give me a call. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Hook me up. <laughs> Hook me up with that moon dust. <laughs> Don't stay out past curfew, her father warned lazily from his place on the porch swing. Of course not, said Matt. He was always the perfect gentleman in front of her father. That implies that he's not a perfect gentleman otherwise. Yeah, that's a real... Uh... This story reveals more about... Schlossenberg? <laughs> Shashi Schlossinger than anything else. Skippy slip and slide? <laughs> slip and slide. Hashi slip and slide. That's his name now. <laughs> they turned the radio up and sang along to their favorite CD as they cruised up the mountain to the local... I'm sorry. It's not the 50s then? Or are they time travelers? <laughs> no, they're just really sexist. All right. Okay. This colors it a little bit differently. And they only, then, like, you know, it has to be the 80s because in the 90s we got CD changers. But yeah. here they just have the CD. Can we triangulate that with, like, an, uh, a period of time in which, like, a sassy off the shoulder thing would have been in? A sassy off the shoulder? Sassy off the shoulder? <laughs> and that's his new name. <laughs> they turned the radio up and sang along to their favorite CDs. They cruised the mountain. The place was a madhouse, and they laughed and ate popcorn and traded jokes with several other couples who had parked in the same vicinity. It was a wonderful evening. So they went to a key party. Yeah, huh? That so yeah. Did I space out, or have they not named the location yet? They just said up the mountain. Yeah, they just went up the mountain. They were listening to No Doubt. <laughs> it was a wonderful evening. They cruised up to the local drive-in theater, and when the movie was through... Wait, what? <laughs> and when the movie was through, Matt eyeballed Jane and slyly suggested they drive to the nearby Overlook to take in the view. Jane grinned back at him, happy. The, the view was what Matt called his penis. <laughs> well, you do have to take it. It's a very short view. It's not a lot to take in. You can do it in about I'm two minutes, three if you so. use your tongue. I talked over that joke it's so fine. bad. We'll, I'll separate them in editing. Well, you do have to take it. It's a very short view. It's not a lot to take in. You can do it in about two minutes, three if you use your tongue. I'm short-sighted, so. Uh, suggested they go to the nearby Overlook to take in the view. Jane grinned back at him, happy to do a little necking with her favorite fellow. The blue outfit was definitely a hit. So, okay, the fact that this is written in the vernacular of, like, somebody who just came back from the war. 
but juxtaposed with the fact that like this guy's definitely wearing like Jenko jeans yeah. is really troubling. You know his tips are blonde. Like, yes. like his dick and his hair tip. The blue outfit was definitely a hit. Jane made a mental note to buy a few more off-the-shoulder dresses as she cuddled close to her boyfriend in the darkened car. Yes? I don't, okay. I don't think the dress is key. Is all I'm gonna like. I, don't I gotta think I've get ever a couple. Ever seen his shoulder and gotten turned on? I wonder if is it like easy access? Like you can just get that one shoulder off? Like, but the thing is, is that like having okay, being a girl who's owned off the shoulder dresses and outfits, it actually is less easily accessed because if it's off the shoulder, the under part of the fabric comes right up into your armpit, so you can't like slide oh, it off. Sure, you'd have to do that. Like you'd have to shimmy out of it and get the yeah. Whole like arm. if they want that little thing where like your armpit looks like a vagina, like you can have that moment, but you can't really have <laughs> oh, that like, desirable moment. Sure, yeah. You know what eighth graders want? Get that eighth grade poontang. <laughs> That's what I call my armpit. The eighth grade poontang armpits. The Poontang of 8th grade. <laughs> That's a good bumper sticker. Disagree. You could do a little drawing that no one... You would get pulled over by the cops. Tasered immediately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll... <laughs> Someone should taser Matthew McConaughey. I'll say it. Someone has to. I'm a professional. I can take it both ways. Jane made a mental That's what Jane said. (laughs) That's that's what this chapter should be called. That's what Jane said. (laughs) And then you discover it's the hook story. I'd read it organically if it was called That's What Jane Said. Oh, interesting. Let's see what she said. Is that what they're recalling Jane's addiction? Okay. Um... Jane made a mental note to buy a few more off-the-shoulder dresses as she cuddled close to her boyfriend in a darkened car. They tuned into a local radio station and spent some time necking to the sound of romantic music in the background. When I was a kid, I thought necking literally meant you rub necks. Like swans? Yes. You also... Yeah, that I really thought that. Um, then the announcer came on and repeated the warning Jane had heard this afternoon. An insane killer with a hook in place of his right hand... His arm grew back! Yeah. His arm grew back and his right hand was a hook and he was loose in the area. She stiffened in Matt's arms. Matt's so dick stopped stiffening. <laughs> <laughs> Only one thing can be stiff in this scene at any time. It is her time, so the dick is no longer stiff. Suddenly, in the dark, the moonless night didn't seem so romantic to her. The overlook was secluded off and off the beaten track after all. A perfect spot for a deranged madman to lurk, Jane thought, pushing her amorous boyfriend, or amor- amorous, I can never That's say one. that word, amorous boyfriend away. Her amaretto boyfriend. <laughs> She's got one of those like coffee pod boyfriends. They're very gross. It's very cheap though. <laughs> her boyfriend's a Keurig. <laughs> okay. I don't like the sound of that announcement. <clears throat> oh yeah, I thought that was oh, wait. <laughs> But it's actually it's Jane. Ju- it's Julia Stiles. I don't like the sound of that announcement, Matt. <laughs> I am two for two on incorrectly assuming who's about to be speaking. Matt, would you help me get this chair into my van? I'd also like to say that I gave the dad's uh, the dad a voice. I went way up here because <laughs> I thought it was going to be the mom. 
<laughs> I can't read ahead, you guys. <laughs> I don't like the sound of that announcement, Jane said nervously. Maybe we should get out of here. That hook man sounds dangerous. Aw, oh, come on, babe. It's nothing, Matt said, trying to get in another kiss. Zip. <laughs> How did you know that was his name? His middle name. <laughs> she pushed him away again. No, really. We're all alone out here. I'm scared, she said. I thought it was hopping. There's like 20 people around, right? No, that was at the drive-in. Now they're at a meadow? The Overlook. They're okay. at the hotel from The Shining. <laughs> I was going to say, what's it looking over? Oh, come on, babe. It's nothing, Matt said, trying to get another kiss. She pushed him away. No, really. We're all alone out here. I'm scared. I'll protect you, Matt said confidently, taking her back into his arms. But Jane was no longer in the mood for romance. She was scared and made no bones about it. Get it? Because it's a spooky book. And also his boner was gone. <laughs> <laughs> she made no bones. Made no boners about it. Matt hiked up his Jenko jeans and readjusted his Stussy shirt. <laughs> All of that is in parentheses. <laughs> The couple argued for a moment more, but then the car shook a bit as if something or someone had pressed against it. Pressed? This is sexual. It's a weird way to describe things. Is Hookman fucking the car? <laughs> I think Hookman's fucking the exhaust pipe. <laughs> and like, that's the story. Is that he like, it was holding on for purchase over, like, you know how like when you're fucking from behind, you hold yeah, the sides? Yeah, you got, yeah, you got yeah. to hold on to the, the door handles. Those soft spots. <laughs> Yeah, the door handles. Exactly. I don't know what anatomy is. I'm going to start calling my hips my door handles. <laughs> you know, it kind of works. <laughs> it does. <clears throat> Jane gave a shriek. Get us out of here now. Jeez, Matt said in disgust. Just like a girl. Fuck you, Matt. Fuck you so hard. I mean, don't because that's what he wants. But, but also, what does that mean? Like scared like a girl or like... Doesn't want to have sex with me, just like a girl. I think it's the sex thing because he wanted a bone and then she didn't, and yeah. now that's like a girl. So, does that mean that like Matt wants the Hookman to see them? I d is he a voyeur? <laughs> is that like, like? Look, I want the escaped psychopath to watch us bone. I always wanted to be in a foursome. He's got the car. I got you. I'm curious about how he jerks it with a hook hand. <laughs> like that's actually the subtext is Matt wants the hook man as a third. The camera just pans <laughs> over to, I'm picturing like Christopher Lloyd from Dennis the Menace. <laughs> I tied up lots of guys in my life. Of course you are. <laughs> yes. Uh, want some beans? That is a good pull. Thank oh you. my god, that is a good poll. As someone who is constantly looking for like pop culture references. <clears throat> Remember Dennis the Menace where he gets kidnapped by a creepy old man? I do. And I feel like there's a lot of subtext there that's not addressed. I feel like Dennis the Menace was a the two movies were made by a dude that was going through a divorce. And like he didn't get custody of his kid, and that's the movie he made. Maybe Dennis wouldn't have gotten kidnapped if I was there. Stacy. Those are those movies. Who was his mom in that? Dead. <laughs> I know that's wrong, but it's like Disney rules. The parents don't exist. 
Oh, but in that one, she's somebody. Is Sorry. it Catherine O'Hara? It's always, it like, the moms in the 90s were always Catherine O'Hara. Not quite. I want to say, like, maybe, like, Leah Thompson or something. Yes. Like, okay. Back to the Future. Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> I really like talking pop culture. Okay, back to the hook. I don't know where your edit history is going to be on this, but we're not done with the story. <laughs> okay. <sighs> the car shook a bit as if something or someone had pressed against it. Jane gave a shriek. Get us out of here now. Jeez, Matt said in disgust, just like a girl. With a sour expression on his face, he turned the key and went roaring out of lover's lane with a screeching of tires. This is the first time it's been referred to that, this whole fucking story. They drove home. So it it wasn't buttfuck lane? <laughs> no, it was like the overlook before and now yeah. it's lover's lane. Do you think that that's like a sign that someone made out of jizz and it's just dried? <laughs> From all the dudes that like came but couldn't get it in because they're all sixteen and very chaste. It's it's a sign and like the lover's lane is just spelled out in used condoms that people have whipped at it. Yes, there we go. That's yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so after after they threw their condom at the sign, they drove home in stony silence. Matt occasionally muttering something to himself about the co- uh, crazy notions of girls. Find that tally po monster, have him fuck me. I mean, fuck him. I mean, oh no. I'm a switch, I swear. <laughs> Jane ignored him, just happy that they'd gotten away from that secluded spot. When they pulled into her driveway, Matt refused to help her out of the car, a small courtesy he usually paid her. It's the 90s, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> Typical male. They were listening to CDs a minute ago, but now like the big bopper's playing and like he needs to gas up the Plymouth or whatever. I'm reckoning this to actually be Matthew McConaughey, so it's a Lincoln. <laughs> Jane, I don't drive it because it's cool. <laughs> I drive it because the hooks don't stick in the doors. <laughs> we got hook-proof doors on this Lincoln 335. Is that why the Tesla handles like recede into the into the door so you can't get hooks in them? <laughs> it's like when they're tech receipts. I would they're turtling. <clears throat> I would love it if... If Elon Musk was secretly afraid of hook-handed maniacs. Also Grimes. So hook-handed maniacs. That's her next TP. She's dressed up like the pirate from Spongebob. (laughs) Millennial humor has gone out of control, you guys. It's wild. The snake has eaten his taily (laughs) poe. Go on. I love this. She opened the door indignantly and stepped into her driveway with her chin up and her lips set. Whirling around, she slammed the door as hard as she could. And then she screamed. Matt leapt out of the car, his ire forgotten and concerned. Where did he leave it? Oh, I left my ire at Buttfuck Lane. (laughs) Matt raced around the engine to her side of the car. Catching Jane in his arms, he cried, What is it? What's wrong? Then he saw it. A bloody hook hung from the handle of the passenger side door, wrenched from the arm of the raving lunatic who had been stalking them on top of the hill. (laughs) The end. So they like grafted the hook to his bone? You know, I've always wondered, like... Is it wrong that a part of me has assumed up until this moment, and I've never been challenged on this idea, that like 
in this particular story, the dude's arm came out, but then like it formed a little side hook that the hook could like hook into. <laughs> <laughs> and I have always thought that. <clears throat> that like he had like a natural little second hook. Oh yeah, from his hook bones. Um I I don't think biology bears that out. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I never thought about that too hard. So I had always I I guess as a kid I kind of thought, you know, okay, all of my all of my thinking on this goes back to hook. Remember great that great movie? Oh god, super fucking great, amazing. Rem- yeah, Glenn Close plays the guy who gets put in the boo box. Mm-hmm. Um, Another Robin Williams joint, yep. Dustin Hoffman. I mean, <sighs> Give me my dignity. That Dustin Hoffman's Captain Hook, great. The Maggie Smith aspect of that movie is unspeakably sad, and she's giving she's giving that speech at the uh, the thing. Anyway, Maggie Smith is a treasure. Oh, she deserves all the awards and all the Harry Potter ones. <sighs> she does. Oh, so that was Taylor Poe. Uh, that was the hook. That was <laughs> no. Everything this is, is Taylor Poe. The birdcage. Um, I'm gonna give the hook. Three out of five soon to be purchased off the shoulder dresses. Damn it, I was gonna make the same joke. <laughs> I was gonna give it one out of two exposed shoulders. <laughs> so like I think So okay, we I think those are still different enough. We can if you looked like if we did a toxicological analysis of of this story and like broke it down into its constituent parts, it'd be like it's mostly polyester. There's too much off the shoulder dress in this. Like <laughs> it'd be like like wow, there's a lot of lead in this blood. Like there's something wrong with it. Because there's a lot of like Ross dress for less in this, and I don't know where it's coming from. They really they they talked about dresses far too much. So I'm, it's a great story. Oh, I thank you. It's a it's like well done. Congratulations. I'm Sandy Slosser. I'm happy that you're here. Sandy Slosser? You didn't put that like you didn't put that fun on it. You I'm know? sorry. Sandy Slosser. There we go. It's sloth. You lo- <laughs> Tell me more about how you love chunk. <laughs> Edit in sloth yelling, hey you guys here. Bazinga. Um, there we go. So it's a it's a great story and I like it. I think it's fucked up that <laughs> tried to update it to the nineties just by referencing CDs once. One CD one time. Like and then even later, when they're up at like, you know, uh Lover's Lane. Yeah, mouthfuck point, um they switch over to the radio. They do, because they have to hear the news. Yeah, you can't hear the news from a CD, Schlesmarschmarg. <laughs> I have okay. If I only had one CD, I feel like I would pick one that I really liked, so I wouldn't switch over to the radio. <laughs> I I like the idea that they're li- like okay, like tracks one through three. It's like a lot of like Red Hot Chili Peppers, and then there's like some some No Doubt, and then there's a track of a news announcer saying that a hook-handed man has escaped from an asylum. Uh, and then, like, into some, you know, like, light limp biscuit or something. Just really it makes it up. It reminds me of a community when Ob- when they're doing a horror story to tell who's, like, the uh, crazy person. And Abed's, like, doing his. And he's, like, we're listening to the radio. And it's, like, normal music. And he goes, well, you know, they wouldn't just play the hook hand story it right away. It would take a little while for them to just listen to it. 
<laughs> All right, let's stand back to back with these knives. <laughs> And wait for the authorities. Um, is this your Dan Harmon podcast now? Oh, God, I wish it was. I'm his, sorry I caused it. His is ending. They're Harmontown, yeah. Yeah, they're ending Harmontown at the end of the year. It makes sense. He's not as sad as he used to be. Oh, but it's it's so sad. It makes me so sad. Anyway, so one out of two exposed shoulders, uh, three out of five unpurchased off-the-shoulder dresses. She's got to go on a shopping spree. I, I, I mean, especially after finding the hook hand. It's a coping mechanism. Oh, all that to say. <laughs> yeah, where are we going with this? So my understanding of hook hands comes from hook. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> all the way back 15 there. 15 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, where there's that really dramatic scene where he's you see his arm and it's got the, like, there's a metal cap to it, like a mm-hmm. flat cap. And they kind of, like, latch the hook on and ksh, and it kind of locks right, onto it. Yeah. That's always what I was picturing. And then sparks come out. <laughs> as he drags it across yeah you know i actually think that's for a movie is like the sparks part mm, i don't think, I think that's sparks. in real life you just if you have a hook hand everything you touch with it throws sparks because <laughs> maybe you're a sparkle work <laughs> come on show us what your hook hand hooks my hook hand is covered in gunpowder um, <laughs> now that's hamilton okay oh <laughs> uh, so yeah that was that's I'm going to call that one spooky in principle. Mm-hmm. Like f- functionally it like there's unlike Taily Poe, which is a, a situation that is so far divorced from anywhere we could possibly find ourselves as human beings. There is something terrifying about just somebody being nearby and you not knowing it. As someone who used to have an office job, I would eat in my car a lot at fast food places. It was a very glamorous life. Sounds like it. Oh, yeah. And there would always be this like really weird moment where panhandlers would come up to the car, which I get like you do you. I mean, I'm trying not to be a judgmental person. But one time one of them like tried to open my car door. And I was like, nope, that's my can moment. Like I, I was never so aware of my vulnerability until someone tried to open my car door when I'm like like knee deep in a McChicken, you know, with like the ranches yeah. and the sauce cups, like at my most like you're gross. At, you're at your most vulnerable. Yeah, I'm at my most vulnerable. And someone like knocked. I felt like a raccoon or like a possum where you like lift a trash can lid. I'm like, <laughs> he's like, I hope this is locked. It, so I get that fear. It also like there is something it's one of those like weird like dichotomies of like comfort and terror of being in a car. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like a bubble, but it's not. Yeah. You're, you're very safe until you realize that you're not like I, we were camping like a few, this is probably like a month or two ago and we started too late and we couldn't find anywhere oh, no. to camp really. So like it rolls up on midnight and we just find like, Oh, that's late. Yeah. Like, and we're just like out in the middle of a national forest and we're like, okay, we're just going to go up this, access logging road or whatever and find a place to pull off and like we found a nook and we pulled off and we like set up just like sleeping bags in the back of the car and we're like okay this is fine we'll get in the car we'll sleep there tomorrow we'll go on and we'll find like a better campsite yeah and we're but i'm like okay i'll take the dog out let her go pee and we're I'm letting her go pee and then suddenly just like from the woods on the other side of the road where there's just forest you just hear <clears throat> nope <clears throat> and that's a horny bear yeah and that just, is a horny, horny bear. We And we don't necessarily have confirmation on it, but like it sounded like a bear. Um, not one that was like scared of us, but like 
my dog looked over and she was alarmed. It sounded more like there was a bear nearby doing bear things. And we just happened to be like, Ugh. oh, fuck all of that. And so we got in the car and like we went to sleep in the back of the car. But just for the rest of the night, I can't remember being that terrified. Like, because I would just also like when we got there shortly after we like got everything set up, just a van rolled down this road that goes to nowhere from nowhere. Did it ever come back? Nope. But that was always the hanging thing where, like, you'd wake up and you'd hear something outside. You're like, is it an animal or is it whoever was in the fucking van coming to do whatever the fuck they're going to do? Cars are terrifying. Cars are terrifying. And I feel like this doesn't doesn't quite get into it, but I'm giving it an extra point just for the terror of a car. Uh, I get that. So, basically, I give it one Christine. (laughs) I think that's fair. I'm going to give it one maximum overdrive truck. <laughs> like half a Mad Max. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. put the DIY aspect of the hook on the car. Quarter of a maximum overdrive. Well, a quarter of a Mad Max. So the MA of Mad Max. Yeah. Mad Max. <laughs> well, okay. Then I think, I think that about kind of wraps up the ghost portion. The campfire is burning low. Tell me, do you have any... Spooky stories from your personal life? I'm going to pee first. You you mentioned earlier uh, some spookiness. Tell me tell me more about your spook story. It's interesting that you mention it because when you asked me to do this podcast, I was just starting to work on a joke about a ghost story in my life, but I stopped. Because I didn't, because I didn't really want to write, um, <laughs> you know, as all comics do. It's just like I just I at some point I just like sit up in bed. Cat's writing a ghost joke. <laughs> it's time. So you 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 stopped. Yeah. So I I grew up in Florida, which has been covered already. And the interesting about my life is that I grew up across the street, directly across the street from a house where everyone was convinced there was a ghost which is uh pretty normal for florida i think because like someone had died in the house but specifically meth explosion exactly (laughs) and this is this is probably the part where i did not like i was like i don't want to really turn into a joke because i feel like it's too serious but uh the lady across the street from my house killed herself and she was like older and my mom found her I know, like, it's it's just hilarious, right? Oh. And she, like, walks into the house, and she immediately knows something is off because the lady's, like, house had been made, and it was, like, really, really clean, and, like, everything, like, the dishes were done, and her bed was made up, and my mom knew this lady and was, like, she was a messy son of a bitch, and so, like, my mom finds her in the garage, and she's, like, done the whole ordeal, and I'm, like, two, three, I have no idea what's fucking going on, but, like, this lady (laughs) dies, and then no one ever lives in the house across the street from me. Like, ever. And it's because realtors have to tell you when someone has committed suicide in a house. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so, like, 
legitimately like no one would ever stay for like more than a couple months and everyone was convinced there was a ghost like my mom thought there was a ghost my friends thought there were ghosts people would like see a ghost in huh. this property and i am a total non-believer like literally when i was 16 me and like my girlfriend snuck into the house and like spent the night we got high and then left <laughs> <laughs> like it was not like a like nothing fucking happened we got high in the house and then went home and like they swear they saw a ghost but i didn't see anything sure and it was also the first time i had ever been inside the house so i kind of like understood why no one ever rented it because it was literally a house that had a fireplace in florida oh what yeah which is like totally not like a thing you need yeah look i understand like old people are cold all the time but that's why you go to florida exactly so it won't be an issue and like, okay, I'm going to blow your mind. This is the only house I've ever been in that's like this. It literally had shag carpet walls. <gasps> like, like wall walls. Like that were carpet. That were like fluffy. Like the opening scene of Barbarella? Yes, it felt like being inside a Muppet sexually. It was weird. That's... And it was yellow. Like the whole thing, it was like yellow and green. It was like a 70s house. Oh, dude. All the Wait. doors were sliding. Yeah. What? What? Okay. Were there any, like, recessed nooks in the floor, breakfast or sitting or otherwise? <laughs> no. Because I feel like so far what you've done is describe my perfect house, but go on. <laughs> I do like one of those, like, sex nooks and, like, where you can, yeah, like, yeah, hang yeah. out. and like, There's, like a, big, like, a big couch around it so everybody gets to watch. Actually, I was just about to share some trivia. <laughs> do you know about David Bowie? Did he have, like, a sex hole? He did. <laughs> And it's on record that he would have orgies where he would watch and then eventually like go down into the sex pit. Sure. Well, you got that pull start motor has a really long cord on it. (laughs) It takes a while to get Bowie going. (laughs) Give it some time. Give it some time. Give it some time. Stick his tail leap in your mouth. It's, it's like a sun reaching critical mass or something like you just there has to be enough fuck energy yes. in it for it to trigger <laughs> Bowie's erection. He's got like actual like sponges on the side and needs to collect enough sweat before. It's, it's, like a, it's a glowing crystal orb. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a glowing crystal orb there is. in David Bowie's latest state. It's just it's still there. But Imam just like, oh, don't touch his sex orb. It'll drive you mad. Well, that's his essence. <laughs> if you touch it, you become David Bowie now. I touched. Actually, I would touch it. He touched Bowie's sex orb, and then he died of boner. <laughs> His whole body turned into a boner. <laughs> like he just can't handle it. Like the blood from your body rushes to your dick, but then also every other part of your body rushes to your dick, and you turn yourself inside out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how murders was supposed to end. <laughs> This is my favorite thing that I've ever thought about. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah. So, like, okay, so I there grew is... up across the street from a haunted house, and I... <laughs> Tell me about the sex orb. Um... <laughs> the bad sex orb. <laughs> um, okay, so, and you went there, you got high, you left, your friend saw a ghost. But I never did. And years and years pass, and no one ever lives there. And I went home recently, and I was talking to my mom. And she was like, oh, someone moved in across the street finally. And I was like, oh, that's wild. It's literally been years. And she goes, oh, yeah, you'll love this. He came over, and he asked me if I had seen an old lady skulking around his house. (gasps) 
because he kept having this issue where out of the corner of his eye, he kept seeing like this older woman. And so he was wondering if like she got lost and if my mom had seen anything or if she knew any idea what he could possibly be talking about. And you know what my mom said? My mom said no and shut the door. Oh, no. My mom found the body at that house and she didn't tell him. And I was like, why? Why, mom? Why wouldn't you tell him about the ghost? And she she just like doesn't have a real answer for me. And she's like, well, you know, maybe Diane wants a friend. And I'm like, what the fuck? Diane's been dead for 15 years. I'm 27. You're damn straight. You've been dead for 25 years. What? What kind of crazy response? And like we deduce that the realtor must not have told him that someone had killed himself or killed ourselves there. But I was like, Mom, why would you not tell him? Because that's like, yeah, if you don't, if you don't ask. I, I think it's one of the, or maybe it's like state by state, but I think if you don't ask, they don't have to Oh, tell no, we you. looked it up. You have, like, you have to say if it's a murder or a suicide. If someone organically dies, oh, you don't have to. interesting. But, like, if someone commits suicide, you have to tell them. And I think what it was is that whoever was managing the property, that company, was just like, fuck it. We can't fill the space. <clears throat> this dude's in his 80s. Yeah. And I think she even said what he doesn't know won't hurt him. But it's like, it's literally hurting him. Yeah. She's, like, manifesting. Hey, so... I was just wondering, have you seen an old woman? Um, she's slightly transparent. She looks angry and she's always getting closer to me. <laughs> Every time I see her, her hands are further and further out towards my body. I'm just wondering. <laughs> That's all. I hope she's okay. That's the total vibe of it, too. I think my mom was like weeding, you know, outside the house. I like, also, your mom totally like denied the call to adventure of the first act of a horror movie where no, it's like I think she's actually doing the opposite where she's becoming like uh, an accomplice <laughs> in whatever this is like whether oh. it's a haunting or something like I was trying to think if there was like a bad like a like a henchman to a ghost yeah well it's like that I mean usually it's the person who knows too much like it's the person who actually killed her or something she did so discover like, the body see what if my so, mom killed her Third, third act, like this guy, after like the old woman like appears over his bed at night, he goes to like the city registrar. And he's like, what happened in this house? And like, well, a woman died there. It's like, according to the news, it was found by uh, what's her name? Buckley. <laughs> uh, and then like, then the guy shows up and like, what happened in that house? And then. And the pres- whole third act is like a flashback. Yeah. And then your mom, like uh, he comes out of the flashback and your mom is like, so you understand uh, since she knew I, I had I had to kill her. And then the ghost shows up and kills your mom. <gasps> oh, and then sorry. Diane has all the friends. <laughs> then they get to hang out in that shag room. And do a key club. Yeah. Like her and the dude and Diane and my mom. The guy's just like, finally, a harem of ghosts. <laughs> I love that everyone's Polly in 2019. <laughs> like even in Florida. If, if I believe if there's any demographic that is having more wild sex than like the elderly, it's ghosts. Yes, um, <laughs> but yeah, apparently they just like uh, old folks' homes. There's usually like rampant STDs because everyone is just breaking it off. I believe that. Yeah. What if, else are you gonna do? If I was about to die, I I feel like I would fuck all the time. Because mm-hmm. think about it. What is your option? Scrabble. Mm-hmm. You're forgetting words every couple minutes. Like nothing gets me harder than Scrabble and Jello. <laughs> Scrabble and dicks. 
full of corned beef hash and ready to roll, Mabel. Ooh, put a fried egg over your corned beef hash. I changes know, it's, your it's, life. It's the fucking best thing in the world. Oh, boy. Yeah. Mm, southern breakfasts. So yeah, yeah, so my neighbor is about to become a ghost, I'm pretty sure. Yep, and one of you and you, one of your neighbors is already a ghost. And my mom's going to fuck them as a ghost, <laughs> and it's gonna be like a big ghost threesome. <laughs> I, God, I love that she's just like I was what, surprised. I was is, genuine. Like, my mom is, like, a super Southern, super, like, accommodating, you know, makes food for people, like, loves people, has parties, like, so for her to be like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, that is uncharacteristic. Yeah. And just to have the opportunity to be like, oh, you mean, like, to do the Diane. thing where it's like, did she have this kind of hair and did she look like this? Well, it couldn't be, but D- Diane, she died in that house. I... I found the body, you know. What she was very that? unhappy. What is the uh, the psychic from Teen Witch? She's like the most unique voice. and she's Zelda like, Rubenstein? Yes. I want my mom to be her. <laughs> we talked. Zelda Rubenstein comes up on this house every week. Splice in. This house is clean now. <laughs> I gave you some silence for that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, oh, that's crazy. That's, that's a, that's a, also just the horror of, Dude being like, you seen an old woman skulking around? I know. Like, yikes. Like, that feels unreal that he came over to her house unprompted and asked, did you see an old lady? <gasps> I've seen her multiple times. That's like, uh, if listeners, if you could see the look of terror in my eyes. <laughs> like, that was really, that's a horrifying thing. Like, y'all know I only believe in 1800s ghosts, but maybe I believe in a 70s ghost. The or 90s ghost. The, the dream of ghosts is alive in Florida. <laughs> the dream of the 90s. The very specific crystalline lattice of the polyester weave of that shag carpet traps yes. ectoplasm. <laughs> That's what it is. She's caught in the shag. <laughs> and no one can vacuum the wall, so she's just stuck. Look, if anyone who's had a shag carpet knows, like, crack rocks and, like, nugs and ghosts. Oh, yeah. You can't like, get them out. Sliding doors, one of those. It's It wasn't just a fireplace. It was, like, a fireplace with, like, a thin tube that went to, like, the kind of circle things. Yeah. Like, like, a crack pipe of a fireplace. <gasps> oh. Like, it was such a look of a house nowadays. I think I could really get into it. Yeah, like that. But... There has to be more exposed wood like in, in this kitchen, place. In the kitchen, I want to say it was like white, but my distinct memories is like the living room, the very large living room was all carpet all the way up. It was so, so weird. That so much to vacuum and I love it. I hope she like just rubbed her face against it. <laughs> you Okay, you would though. Yeah, right? Like, you would. Every time like... When That's I why a, it was yellow. It used to be white. <laughs> my When I was a kid, my grandparents had like shag carpet and... Just the, the the sublime joy of finding a corner piece where people don't walk mm-hmm. and putting your face in it. Do you think Ugh. that's why they made the wall shag that like someone is living out a childhood fantasy? I think it's either that or like maybe Diane was tired of getting railed against cold walls. <laughs> Diane's a slut. <laughs> and I mean that in a good way. <laughs> Shout out Diane. <laughs> Diane. Don't ghost at me. <laughs> Don't haunt me, Hey, her bro. and the hook hand can hook up. <laughs> they both into cars. Sorry, is that too dark? <laughs> it took me a second. That's... I really glossed over that part of the story. but I, is, I was going to ask, but I'm like, ah, she was in the garage. That's definitely uh, a car thing. Yeah, yeah. sure. It's... <laughs> she ran herself over, right? Is that <laughs> Grandma got ran over by her own self. 
<laughs> Stuck her oh. tally po in the gro- uh, exhaust shaft. <laughs> we can edit that part out. Okay. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, the the campfire has burned low. You should pee on it, yeah. If I have learned anything, it's that you need to effectively douse your fires and then bury them in the dirt because even the slightest ember can be relit by wind and that's how you get wildfires. Only you can prevent forest fires and tally pose. Only you. Only you. So, uh, I, we probably need to go outside and breathe some non-carbon monoxide air. Uh, before we do that, where can people find you? Well, in the dig- digital space, you can find me on Twitter at Awkwardly Yours with only one Y, which is confusing because I hate you all. I'm kidding. So um, it's technically awkwardly, awkwardly hours. hours. Well, I like that. I was <laughs> That's like, good too. I was 16 and I made this username and I was like, I like it. It's got a dichotomy. It's either I'm yours or I'm myself. And then I built up a Twitter following and now I can't fucking change it. So I write jokes there every day. They're funny. Um, in real life, if they you want to. They are. Thank you. In real life, I am a writer for Late Night Special, which is a late night talk show at Curious Comedy Theater. Super cool. And you can see that every week at Saturday. You can also see the live stream every Saturday. And yeah, I also do shows, but y'all ain't going to come to those. So check me out on those two places. You don't know where the ghosts that listen to this will go. I want everyone to come up to me at my shows with like little severed lizard tails and give me their tally pose. Bring cat your tally pose and and fan fiction or fan art. And send us pictures of your tally pose. Hashtag it. Hashtag tally pose. Hashtag what that Taylor Poe do. Yes. What that Poe do. <laughs> uh, you can find us at Boohaha Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow me at that Avalon on Instagram. Until next time, we'll, uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll call you. We'll see you around. This isn't the end. This podcast, it just keeps, just keeps going like a taily po. What time is it? I need to take my brain medicine. <laughs> <laughs>